Hey everybody, you're listening to the latest episode of the Manny Guys podcast, because I can't remember what the actual episode number is. Episode um, 12. Number 12. Episode 12. Big uh, dozen. As always, I'm Daniel. That's Simon. There we go. That's me. Gonna be right. kind of shooting from the hip tonight. Didn't really oh. plan out a whole lot, but there's... 100% shoot from the hip. <laughs> yeah, there's been some pretty crazy... Uh, I guess, like, nothing's really, like, that crazy in MTG, but... Pretty uh pretty big announcements and spoilers that have come out. So, first thing on the docket, Magic Universes Beyond. Is that what they're calling it, Simon? Yeah, or they're, I think the name of the article is Voyages to Universes Beyond. Voyages, okay. And Universe Beyond, it's their newest product line, right? Where they have such a great collaboration with other IP. <laughs> I mean, you know... It's basically it, like The Walking many, Dead stuff, right? It's Yeah, it's like that, but even more. Okay. Um, I think they probably did The Walking Dead, made a ton of money off of it, and were yep. like, all right, we're going deep. And yet, you, we, we know, right, mixing IPs makes a lot of money, you know? Yeah, like I read I, I read The Walking Dead was literally, the, like, the most bought secret layer that they printed, so. Yeah, I mean, it The Walking money. Dead does, despite being a show that's, despite what Reddit might make you think, <laughs> The Walking Dead is an extremely popular show. It is. There are obviously... Uh, crossovers between the I mean I'm just thinking about this now I, I wonder if there are people who really like The Walking Dead but don't play Magic who saw that secret there like wow mm. that's so cool it's like a collector's piece maybe of, like Walking Dead I'd, I'd, or, I'd love to see I'd love to see the data on that I can see like like you're you're into The Walking Dead and like you play D&D with your friends and like you've heard of Magic but you don't really you know, like you're like in that sphere, so maybe you, you pick it up just to like, hey, it's a Walking Dead, I like that. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely crossing over is very popular. Um, but okay, is it? So I thought it was just going to be like secret layers, but then I read that it's going to be like a full set. But then I read something else that it's just going to be commander decks. Like, what what is actually going to be printed? I believe that they said that the 40k content. Yeah, the the forty k things are commander decks. Okay. Uh, will be available, and the, they just said the Lord of the Rings is product, quote unquote. Mm. So I don't think they've been too specific with the story. That's my guess is the Lord of the Rings thing is going to be a full supplementary set. It makes sense. That it's the be, sort of world that so lends crazy. itself very well to that sort of um, that sort of product. Like a full Whereas, like my, a full draft set. With yeah, two hundred cards. I, I I believe it. I believe it. Maybe maybe a smaller set, but. I think there's enough Jeez. lore. I mean, they might as well call it the Cimmerillion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. And like, what, same same thing is with Warhammer 40k, right? Like, if you're thinking about lore-wise, what little I know about the 40k lore is it's a very faction-based tribal. It's it's literally like a tribal. Well, well, you I, play Warhammer, right? I play um, Total War Warhammer too. I've never played the actual okay. tabletop game or anything like that, but I I know enough about the lore and the way things work. That's like it seems it seems like if you were going to. Um, translate it into magic. Oh, I see. Do it in the context of building um, tribal decks or EDHX, right? For each for each faction, it just yeah. it just make it makes sense. Um, all things considered, um, it's really interesting to me, right? That like, I think everyone, I think most people maybe probably called this when the Godzilla thing happened. Like, yeah. I knew that the second that line was crossed, right, I feel like I knew that, like, okay, well, they're not going to stop here. And the second, like, 
you had like Mauro saying on Twitter and stuff like that, like, wow, the Godzilla stuff sold amazingly. <laughs> it it's did, like, it oh, did. Hey, oh. Yeah, I did. I mean, people, regardless of what, like, people who want to keep the, like, IP pure or whatever, like, just, like, keep it, like, un... un tainted, yeah, with, whatever. Un, I mean, tainted is such a weird word. It's like, un, <laughs> you don't want it to be mixed with other um, types, with other yeah. content, basically, yeah, yeah. like to like keep it its own isolated brand um mm -hmm. what i think it was it's kind of amazing that magic has gotten this far without doing this so far i mean well, okay so what what is like your initial reaction to this are you like are you in the team of we should keep the like the ip completely separate or like I know, like you're like a Warhammer fan. Like, are you stoked for a Warhammer set to come out? Like, what's your what's I'm your? Not read even on it? really a Warhammer fan. It's kind of funny. Thing. Like, <laughs> I like Warhammer two as a game. I like I like the okay. I find the Lord okay. of Warhammer to be kind of like aesthetically interesting. Sure. Um, but similar to how I don't want Thanos in my Fortnite, <laughs> like there's something about having other content advertised to me in a game where I'm already or something where I'm already spending money. Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy ads in my thing that's self advertising, basically, right? It's like, I, I see what you're saying. There's kinda like it's it's I mean, okay, like it's very blatantly a cash grab. Like like let's just get that out of the way. Unfair. I think it's unfair to call it a cash grab. Not because it isn't, but because the reality is this is a company it's a company that's realized that there's a ton of money to make. Mm -hmm. And when I I brought up Thanos and Fortnite as a joke, but the reality is that is kind of I feel I feel like we're like, I mean IPs have been crossing for a long time, but that was where like the line between like games and outside IPs I think really became very attractive. I think it's where The Walking Dead, the idea for The Walking Dead I, thing came from. Dude, I didn't even know I didn't even know Thanos wasn't. Yeah, so I mean, the Epic Games has been doing a multi-year like contract with Disney and Marvel, right? To oh, yeah. bring content from the Marvel universe into the game. And it's made them a ton of a shit, a shit ton of money. So much money. Uh -huh. And there is, there's a huge, huge market for people that play games and either consume TV, consume movies and stuff like that. And yeah. I mean, when it, it makes so much sense, right? When I see like Lord of the Rings as one of the first products they're actually fully crossing with, like from a like boardroom brainstorm how are we going to appeal to the, the most people possible? I mean, Lord of the Rings, I think that as far as, like, targeting your mm -hmm. your, your product goes, that's that's knocks it out of the park. Well, yeah, I mean, like, they, they go together, like, peanut butter and jelly. Like, a lot of magic cards in the early days took, like, some pretty big hints from uh, from Lord of the Rings. Or, like, I mean, like, all... Fantasy in general. Yeah, like, fantasy in general. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's as far as genre of high fantasy goes, I think Lord of the Rings is one of, one of the earliest it's it's the thing well-known works it, yeah. yeah it is the gold standard for it um to be fair i've also been told the wheel of time is the gold standard for high fantasy and i made it to like halfway through book four <laughs> and i was i was just done i mean i'll be honest i haven't read the lord of the rings books i don't really yeah, have a lot of interest in reading them but me neither i tried i tried i couldn't do it i don't but, know i don't know what it, just didn't, it didn't capture me i mean it is um, like it, it is weird to think um like when I when I first started playing, like I got really into like making custom cards and stuff and like little jokes, or whatever. And like you browse like those custom card forums, and like they'll be like, okay, 
three white white for a legendary creature wizard Gandalf the white and it's like a completely overpowered card you know like like a fan made card it's like when it enters you draw 20 cards and you may cast five instants or sorceries without paying the mana cost like none of it makes sense and it's kind of wild to have like have gone through that phase like back like I don't know like six seven years ago whatever um and now to think about like okay wizards is just gonna make like a custom card for gandalf and like of course like the main characters are gonna be good right basically like aragorn gandalf frodo like those are all gonna be like good cards right it wouldn't make sense for them not be good cards power level wise it's interesting to think about right these are these are cards that are specifically i mean warhammer the warhammer 40k and uh, lord of the rings being a supplemental set mm-hmm Right. I mean, both both of these sets will be legal, I think, in Legacy and Vintage. Yeah, so that I think... Will be, that will be interesting to see. They've, they've like... I think they gave some conflicting information about whether they'd be in Modern or, or Pioneer or something like that, like the, the non-Eternal formats. Um, I think the last I heard, they're not going to be. So, I mean, that's a plus for me, Yeah, they're not going to be standard legal. But, I mean, you might... If you go to like the one legacy tournament a year that they held post COVID or that they hold post COVID. I mean, you might be sitting across from a, a Gandalf deck. <laughs> That's kind of funny to think about. Well, and okay. Yeah. And I mean, also commander. Personal, yeah. 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 I think, I mean, it's inevitable that these cards are going to become, um, extremely popular in commander. I think, yeah. I think anyone who thinks that they're going to be given really a choice as to whether or not they can like, like, I think people have this idea in their head that they're going to be able to like, I don't want to play with your your IP breaking no, cards. No, that's not going to happen. There are going to there are going to be so many people playing it. It's not even going to be an option. I think, in that degree, I do kind of, I don't really care. Like, well, okay, I just want to like, if there's any debate about whether this is going to get into Commander, like it is because, like, think about when the last Unset came out. That was legal in Commander for a time, and I mean, this is like. It feels like a level above an unset in terms of like how serious the cards are going to be, like how like real they're actually going to be, and not just like memes. So like they are going to be in commander. Like you are going to sit yeah, across no, from the Lord of the Rings. No, I don't think. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if any of them get banned. Right? If they print any of them at a power level, that gets them banned. I mean, that whole we could. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are reasonably worried about mm-hmm. is the the power level of these cards being pushed to the point where they become extremely ubiquitous in Commander mm-hmm. or the formats that they're in, right? Like, I don't play Legacy, so I don't really, like, Legacy is already, I mean, that's, it's it's a crazy format. Yeah, I would, whatever. yeah. But, like, I do think, like, if every one of these Commanders is printed on the power level of, like, what we've seen or higher from, from Fire Design, like, Urza, stuff like that, I mean, it gets to the point where people are like, oh, I'm, I'm playing this card and it's okay, because I really like Gandalf, right? But they're <laughs> yeah. also playing a card that's just like every just makes games really samey and it's stupidly powerful and if you don't have an answer for it you just lose. I mean I can see that creating quite a big divide in the community. Okay, so, play. so you're worried about that they're gonna be powerful and they're gonna like take over like are you Okay, like when when it was first pu- published, there was like or the thing was first announced, whatever. Um there's a lot of pushback, like, just at the idea of, like, I'm playing a magic game, or, like, Jace, Soren, Gideon, like, Nyssa, like, these are the characters I'm used to, and now there's gonna be, like, 
I mean, we, we kind of joked about it, but there's going to be, like, a Rick and Morty, uh, like, uh, Balance yeah, Bombs or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm, like, I don't, like, really care that much about that, you know? Um, like, I don't really see the difference between, like, a Boundless Realms card versus, like, when they print something, uh, what was that card in Theros? A Crowan Horse or whatever? It was just, like, clearly just, okay, like, get it? It's, like, the Trojan Horse, but it's in Magic, you know, like... Or it's in a... Yeah. That, that, that to me is kind of the same as, like, uh... You know, like, that kind of referentiality is the same to me as, like, a crossover on IP. So, like, I'm not, I don't know, like, I'm not exactly, like, a purist when it comes to the crossover stuff, but I can't say I like it. <laughs> I can't say I'm, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my feelings about it are pretty I, complicated. I'm not sure I've really, like, maybe even given a thought to really sum it up, but I this is, this is what I'm thinking right now, right? Okay. It's, like, I think... Maybe it was because I'd already accepted this when the Godzilla cards first came out. Mm -hmm. But to me, there is very little difference between the Godzilla thing and this being printed, right? It's so like, okay. so you've, you've also kind of just made peace with it. I've, I, I, in a way, I made peace with it, but I, what I, I still have to make peace with the fact that this is going to change the game forever. And what worries me about it is that instead of seeing, like, supplemental sets like Modern Horizon and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like, stuff actually focused on changing formats and sometimes obviously making mistakes or, like, making cards more accessible and stuff like that, yeah. we're instead going to be inundated with a release schedule of pushed cards from other IPs that are, that are designed to sell product and not necessarily worry about the health of the formats of any, any format in the game. I mean, especially yeah. now that they're focusing on EDH, I can see, and it sounds crazy to say this, but I can see EDH becoming bloated very easily. Well, this, right? That that to me is almost like a separate issue. Like, I mean, uh, like think about it. Yeah. Uh, the the call time spoilers they ended what two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we've been getting like time spell remastered spoilers this week. Like the the turnaround on these product schedules is already so, like for lack of a better word, exhausting. Like, it's just, there's so many new products, like, so many things that you could buy and the Wizards is trying to get you to buy that, um, that, that to me is almost like its own issue, where it's like, if, about, like, is it Unboundless Realms or Boundless Realms? Or uh, what is it called? Realms Beyond? It's Universe of Beyond. Universe of Beyond, okay. Yeah. Like, if, if there wasn't a product, if, like, if it wasn't specifically Universes Beyond, they would be announcing, like, some other product to get you to just spend more money. Like, they would be announcing, like, another conspiracy site or whatever. Like, I, I think, like, in the past in the past year, Wizards has obviously ramped up their production schedule. But this, this you're right, it is it is kind of, um... Yeah, like, because there's no limit. There's no limit to the amount of these that they can print, right? Well, and that's, that's this thing, right? It's, it feels like a separate issue, right? But, like, I don't have a problem with them printing a lot of magic cards. Okay. Like, I don't have a problem with magic cards, but the problem for me is when magic becomes a tool for them to print advertisements oh, for see. other content, and they keep on doing it, and it basically usurps the printing of because they have limited design team, and that's true. If, if they introduce more people in the design team to produce their advertisements, that brings problems of its own, right? <laughs> yeah. And if they don't, then obviously it's taking up time that would be used designing cards that they'd be printing in quote-unquote normal set i mean we, we've seen right in the past couple of years 
how Wizards' attachments to, like, the story itself changed. And I, you know, I was never, like, yeah. a huge fan of the story, stuff like that. I enjoyed consuming it just because it was like, oh, ha, like, Ixalan was really good, right? Ixalan was actually, like, peak yeah. story, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. And then they I'll kind of dropped. They kind of dropped the ball after that. Yeah, Ravnica was kind of a low point. Ravnica, we don't <laughs> talk about that. That was the low point. Um, um, well, I, I kind of want to talk about that too. Um, this, yeah, this is kind of a tangent. We'll, we'll circle back to what we were talking about, whatever. But, uh, like, it seems to me that a big, a big selling point that Magic has, I guess, like Pokemon also has this too, is that it's able to, like, tap into nostalgia really well. And I think, like, we're, we're in, like, a media age where, like, everyone's tapping into nostalgia. Like, every superhero movie gets remade three times just because there's always money in there. And, like, the whole 80s renaissance, all, all this stuff. But, like, nostalgia is a very ever-present thing. But the fact that, like, magic was started, like, in the 90s and there's, like, 25 years of, like, all this lore and history to draw on. Like, you, there is, like, such a rich well to draw from in, like... It feels like with the, uh, what what is, what is the name again? I keep forgetting it when you tell me tell it to me. We we can just call World, it worlds beyond whatever worlds beyond universes um, beyond yeah universes beyond okay, it feels kind of like giving up because it's like, well we have all this history that we could tap into but let's not do that let's just like do Lord of the Rings like that's even like a bigger thing like let's just ignore the magic story or whatever and just go to like what we know is gonna work and it's gonna get us a whole bunch of money, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, 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 it just, it, I don't, it's so weird, right? Because, like, I don't support the idea. It doesn't necessarily make me, like, angry or anything, but it does, it gives me this feeling. Mm-hmm. It gives me, it makes me worried. It makes me very worried. Because <laughs> now they're just crossing over, like, with popular fantasy, like, quote-unquote nerdy stuff, right? Yeah. Which means they're basically immediately adjacent to printing an Iron Man card. Well, yeah. What Which, what do you what do you think is the most ridiculous IP they could cross no, over? I with? think I think at this point, seeing this, the Marvel crossover is one hundred percent inevitable. I'm I mean, not even yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even joking. It is one hundred percent inevitable. Disney yeah. would love would love to get a slice of this. Yeah, and they will. Yeah, they will. They one hundred percent. I'm I calling it now. I'm calling it now. Next two years, or like the 2023. 20, we're, we're getting a Marvel, uni- a Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover. It's not by then. Yeah. Like, you can, you can quote me on that. And... <laughs> I mean, I can't... Yeah, it, I can't disagree with you. I mean, it just... It's kind of... Yeah, it's just a slam dunk. Like, the next time an Avengers movie comes out... Or, like, do they even make those anymore? Whatever. The next time a Mar- Marvel movie comes out, like... Hey, what a cool promo. Uh, all these nerds that are already, like, addicted to Magic of the Gathering are gonna just buy the uh the marvel crossover set get a foil get a foil iron man card man it man. curls and, it curls in half in three hours <laughs> that's being generous those things yeah. come come curled chipped but i mean like i'm just imagining like okay like are we gonna see like the big bang theory crossover are we gonna see like a spongebob crossover like there's just so many different things you could kind of mix into once you once you uh once you cross that line and like if they'd just done lord of the rings i would those like those thoughts maybe wouldn't be popping into my head but the fact that they announced two of them and that the other one is warhammer which is like very very like far removed from what magic is i feel like like 
there's not even supposed to really be guns and magic, you know? Well, there but, were literally there were literally two Warhammers, one of which perfectly fits in the kind of high fantasy esque theme yeah. of Magic the Gathering, and they did the one set <laughs> in the forty thousandth millennium. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just like uh, I'm imagining the the flavor of like some village peasant on Innistrad like hopping into a mech to crew it. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's a little bit too much. I don't know. Plus, they, 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 they were doing this earlier than just, like, the Godzilla thing, right? There was that, like, silver border My Little Pony. Yeah. Supplemental Holiday set. And, like, Transformers. Released. Transformers, too. I mean, once they started crossing it within Hasbro's IP, I think that's the point where you know it's inevitable that yeah. they're going to start making deals with other, com- with other companies. I kind of want, I want to talk about those deals. Okay, because this is the other reason I'm kind of wary of this whole this whole idea. Um, I, I'm like I'm really curious to see like what is actually stipulated in this contract. Like, are are they like guaranteeing that like one of like are they is there something in the contract one that guarantees that like certain cards are going to be strong? You know, because like, it would, it would be very weird if like this set with like Gandalf, Aragorn, Frodo, Legolas, like all this stuff was printed, but then it turns out like that the most powerful card is actually like like Problem. hobbit hobbit's hole or whatever you know like something hobbit's stupid. Hole. <laughs> um this, so this like green land it's just yeah it's a powerful thing it's just guy's cradle or whatever but it's <laughs> it's not legendary for some reason um it's not it's not legendary it's fetchable it's, fetchable. <laughs> it's a force cradle. yeah so like is is there something in the contracts that like gives uh like the lord of the whoever holds the lord of the rings ip like i don't know who it is but um, that gives them control over, like, the design of cards. And two, like, how are these cards going to get reprinted? Because I doubt that uh, Lord of the Rings or Disney or Warhammer or whatever is just giving wizards free license to print these c- cards with their IP on them at any time in the future. You know, so if there is if there is a group of cards, or if there is a very popular commander, um, like, I don't really see... I don't, I don't know, like, maybe they have something in store, like, something planned, but I don't see how you keep that price under control with any, like, reasonable, like, level of control. I don't know. So, contract-wise, right, I think the most likely thing, at least for printing, mm-hmm. is that they're given a period of time within which they can print these cards, right? Yeah. And they will just do an unlimited print run within that time. They will do it based on the yeah. keep printing, and then when their year or whatever is up, they'll stop. Yeah, and that will be the supply that exists at infinity. Right. I, I guess is, this is like this is kind of laying bare the problem that wizards like doesn't reprint anything anyway. Um, but I guess like with, with a normal set, there's always that illusion, like oh man, like back in the day, like Tarmogoyf is so expensive, they should reprint it, and like then they did like a whole lot. But if it's like oh man. Rick Sanchez is a $100 card. They should reprint it. And it's like, well, uh, I mean, we've already printed all of them and we're not going to, like, redo this contract again. So, I mean, sucks to suck. You know what the other thing I just I just thought of when you, when you said just, just saying Rick again really got me thinking. <laughs> it's, they're literally transforming the game into those, like, parodies of Magic the Gathering that have existed in media for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Where it's like, I play my wizard from popular intellectual property piece and he casts 
the spell yeah you shall not pass yeah and it's like i don't it's it, it does it runs me the wrong way i think well, mostly just because of personal connection to the game it's like having a not maybe not hopefully not too emotionally invested in it right but like so I mean, having this connection to it it's, it's like uh, playing a game of like flux or something like that like, i never played oh flux God. you never played flux oh we in the in the after times we have to we gotta play some okay. flux, flux when i when game. i visit you and you take me out for breakfast or whatever yes we'll yeah, play yeah. flux at the breakfast table um, <laughs> oh my god if the rick and morty things happen ugh. i Dude, I think it's, it's coming. Not. I think it's no, coming. No, nah, it's not gonna happen. That I okay. Maybe it's too raunchy. Here's whatever. the one thing I hope, right? Or that one thing. I, I mean, like the Marvel crossover kind of. If this does happen, completely smashes this. But yeah. Well, it's true that Warhammer 40k does lie outside of the typical like what you expect from Magic. Mm-hmm. It is still a carefully constructed, lore rich setting, right? From which they can pull a wide amount. That is true. Yeah. And, and ideas for cards. Stuff like like the Avengers, stuff like that, like Marvel IP. There is no depth. There is no depth. Uh, like you can you can I think like, to Marvel there's a fair bit, but like to like yeah, I mean, Superman or, or Superhero no. stuff is just it's just a lot of it's white supremacist propaganda. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> okay, but like, sure. And a yeah, lot yeah. of it is just really, really vapid and meaningless and like pro American war whatever it's just like it's not it's I'm seeing seeing another concern it's a connected to the real world right it takes place on earth yeah that's weird I'm getting myself working myself into a tizzy about something that hasn't even been announced (laughs) yet but like just the thought of this happening really I mean actually what am I saying the walking dead happens on earth so they've already they've already crossed that line Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I don't, okay, the more we talk about this, the less I like it. I mean, like yeah. I'm already very advertisement averse. Me too. Me too. Um, but like, <sighs> I mean, the reality is, right? I'll I'll just continue doing what I've done. I mean, that's that's what worries me, right? I mean, we've talked about fire design in the past and like the pressure to improve your decks and stuff like that. Yeah. And this is something people were bringing up, and we brought it up earlier. It's like if EDH staples are printed in this set. It makes it much harder for me to continue what I've been doing, which is just completely ignore these IP crosses. Just completely yeah, that's ignore. true. Like, I have no yeah. interest in buying them, but it's like, if the reality is, if there's a card that, like, fits a strategy that I play or something like that really well, or that is, like, like I'm gonna wanna play it. And that yeah. forces me to actively become an ad when I play the game. And I don't yeah. like that. I do not like that at all. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that is true. I don't really want to... Yeah, I don't want to, like... I don't want to include the card just because I don't want to... Like, it... If it's not a show I like or whatever... Like, kind of the kind of the flip side of it where it's, like... If if it, if it Lord of the Rings or Warhammer 40k is something you really like, then it's, like, oh, sweet. I get to play my cool Warhammer card. But on the other side, like, if there's a media thing that, like, you really don't like, but it's, like, the... Like, the card is there, and it is, like, the best version. Like, what if a Smothering Tithe or whatever, like, that kind of card is printed in in one of these sets? You're kind of... I think it's an AF. I think, I think there will be. I think, I think, I think it's almost guaranteed. Uh, man, I don't know. Wizards is good at designing very underpowered things. Like, if you look at 
they're yeah. Pre I mean, they have, <laughs> the only way I'm happy with this is if they come and go right, right? Like they focus yeah. way more on the lore than the mechanics, and it doesn't create just an absolute monster. And actually, the more I think about it, the more disturbed I am by paying Wizards of the Coast to be an ad for content that they do not own. Yeah, that's weird. That's like... I, I didn't think about it as like be, becoming an ad for them, but... You that, are. You are. When you yeah. play your primary, your Primark, your, your <laughs> Space Marine, when yeah. you play your, your, your Orc, yeah. <laughs> you are be, being an ad for that content. And I swear to God, I swear to God, if I'm ever put in a position where I consider <laughs> playing Iron Man, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm uh, out. I'm out. Like, because if there's one thing worse than having, you know, AMC's The Walking Dead <laughs> bad guy with a baseball bat played yeah. against me, it's being put in a position where I'm going to play it. Yeah, I mean, Secret Layers really went from something you you weren't obligated at all to pay attention to like oh it's just gonna be premium versions of bitter boss and whatever to something now that you you really do have to pay attention to and have to unfortunately kind of sidestep around while you're building decks but yeah when Yikes. i played against uh i think is it nagin is that his name the human the guy, guy from, yeah whatever um i just target him <laughs> online on mtgl i just I, every every car i just i just cast spells with them until they leave really like, well I don't, I don't want an advertisement in my game. Like, the more I think about it, the more, like, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I was being a little too laid back about it. Well, it's like, okay, I, I understand, like, I understand the, like, not wanting to be an advertisement, but I'm struggling, like, to come up for a reason why that's different from, like, you're, you're playing magic cards, you are an advertisement for magic. Like, is, is that... I don't know. Have you have you thought about that at all? Well, yeah, because you have two people playing Magic, right? They know what Magic is. They're buying cards to play Magic the Gathering. Yeah. The, the advertising has already worked on them. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's like it's like when you when you eat at a restaurant, I, are you an ad the, for the restaurant? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the event that I hypothetically play Iron Man against someone who has no idea what Marvel is is or hasn't ever really yeah, thought of Marvel yeah, before I understand that, yeah. and it, it leads to them consuming Marvel content that is my problem right yeah it almost seems like semantics but that's how advertising works no yeah I get that and obviously playing in an LGS the thing about LGS right is you don't just walk into an LGS and have no like when you have no idea what's going on like <laughs> you have to have you have to have a previous no, that, yeah that's there that's true like Sure, you're playing in public, quote unquote. We were playing on private property, and like when you're playing like at the kitchen table in like a dorm or something like that. I mean, technically an advertisement, but like, how many people who didn't play Magic ever talked to us when we were playing? Like, yeah, no one. Dorm? Like maybe like one. Yeah. There was that guy who was like, "Yo, where's the party at?" Remember? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, he was he was not interested in learning about uh, the newest Planeswalkers. Like, oh, you playing Yu-Gi-Oh? It's like, no, we're not playing Yu-Gi-Oh, but we might as well. Be. No, so, yeah. don't don't be don't be absurd. We are playing an adults game. It is called Magic: <laughs> The Gathering. Oh boy. Okay, that being said, we'll see what they do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get like too too outraged just yet. It's very easy to not reserve judgment because it's pretty. I think the tract of corporations doing stuff like this 
is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any anyone who's really gone outside of what people normally expect when you get this sort of crossover nonsense. But, like, we'll see. It's a year off, and we have some cool sets in the meantime. I mean, it's funny, right? You, you said, like, they're not reprinting anything, but there's a set coming up <laughs> where they're only reprinting things. Yeah, well, there's, there's a couple cards, right, that are uh, unique, apparently, but... Yeah, time yeah. scroll remastered. This is the this is the latest cash grab from uh, Wizards of the Coast LLC. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I don't want to be too edgy or whatever, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I really like this set, dude. Like, every I think the limited format of the set is going to be great. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what like I'm falling back on when I was hearing about uh. Universes beyond universes beyond. You got it. You got it. Um. Was that was like okay like even if Commander gets like uh, obnoxious or whatever or there's just like so much stuff going on that I don't want to pay attention to it, I can always just go to the LGS buy three booster packs of the latest release and draft and that that to me is like a good like reassurance thing. Um, but yeah, Time Storm Remastered. You think it's gonna be a good limited set? Talk to me about why. Or what do you, what do you think leads to a good limited set? I think. What leads to a good limited set? I mean, it's hard, right? Because I've played, like, some really unbalanced limited <laughs> in my life. Like, like Ixalan? Like, like, I mean, like, Eldraine, right? That felt, the couple, like, the two drafts I did of it. It felt pretty, like, red-green felt pretty ridiculous. Nah, dude. And that was about it. I just drafted red-green, and it was just like, alright, easy game. Alright, I'm gonna disagree. I think Throne of Eldraine is, like, actually one of the best limited sets. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I guess I'm, a I limited know. set, a limited set where you have um, determined archetypes that are pretty wide mm-hmm. and not necessarily like anti antithetical to each other, so you can you can draft within the archetypes, but not be absolutely screwed if you don't draft one of the best archetypes, mm-hmm. right? Like, what was the set with like ninjas and snow? Modern Horizons, right? Yeah, Modern Horizons was like, yeah. That limited. I don't know about that. It was like, oh man, you're gonna draft red green lands. Let me know how that one goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, a, I'm looking at I'm looking at the times power cards. Bunch of great removal. Bunch That's of true. Great removal. I mean, well, okay. At the yet, like, at the time we're recording, they printed uh, or they previewed black, white, and blue. So definitely removal colors. That's true. That's true. But there is, I mean, it's a thing, right? You're not drafting... I mean, we'll see what the lands are like, right? Because, like, how viable two-color, three-color is... Even five-color. Even five... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I do wonder what common tapped dual lands they're going to print. <laughs> shock lands. I mean, it would be, I'll take be cool them. if they printed shocks. Yeah, they're, shocks they're not going nice. to print shocks. They're not. No, I'll, There's I'll already so much money in the set that... Uh... But yeah, is uh, it, what, what's the what's the highest cost card? I mean, I've seen Damnation. That's like that's about it, though. I mean, just I'm talking about like in the like old water reprints. There's just going to be so much value there. Yeah, people just people and just want that, right? Yeah. Is Damnation is like sixty bucks again, right? Like that that's a mythic. Is it? Oh my god. I know, like Chalice is probably around like forty bucks. Oh yeah, Chalice is expensive. Porphyry nodes, I know, was getting up there a little bit. Yeah, so like. Definitely, like, from the MTG Finance perspective, uh, going to be a very good set. Well, hopefully. I don't know. Like, I don't really know what the MSRP is on these packs, but 
I imagine. I think it's gonna be like a, a supplemental, like modern, modern eternal. Yeah, play. that makes sense. That always bums me out too, because it makes me like I can't play a lot of limited on this set if it is actually good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, That's how much I, is it? Are the are the eternal like the supplemental drafts online more expensive? Uh. I think they are, but like the phantom sets are always the same thing. Are the same price, yeah. So if you don't care about the cards, right? That yeah, game, that is the nice thing about MTGO. I really have come to appreciate like <laughs> how easy MTGO makes it, makes it to just play Magic. Yeah. I mean, what I'm looking, what I'm liking, right? I'm looking at all these cards. I'm looking at all these cards, and there's so much text. <laughs> like even the commons have so much text. We have four C at common. I want to play like three copies of four C. Yeah, 4C is insane, dude. Getting three copies of 4C. I bonded fetch. That's an amazing card. <laughs> like, yeah, all, all these are common too, which is pretty insane. Have you ever played limited with Ickerslick, uh, Simon? Ickerslick? No, I don't think so. Ickerslick is that? it's a two and a black sorcery. Target creature gets minus three, minus three into one of turn. It also has cycling two, and madness three and a black. Ah, classic cycling madness combo. Yeah, um, and if you if you like play limited with a bunch of cards that have a ton of text, uh, let me introduce you to Ickerslick because it's relevant at every point in the game and it's always great. <laughs> this is like one. Cool. This is one of the cards like I really I've, I've done a couple like time trial drafts and this card is just like the sweetest thing in that format. Um, I think it, like when when people think of time trial limited from back in the day, I think they think of like. Sprout Swarm and you know like the the bombs, but like cards like Ickerslick or just like random cards that ask you to put together these weird synergies are also I don't know pretty pretty high on the the nostalgia list. You know, coming back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's let's talk about like what archetypes we see <laughs> in the in the cards. I, I just like I'm just talking about limited. It gets me like cause I I I have this kind of weird approach. Like I'm not like a good analytical uh limited player yeah but like i feel like i've got pretty good instincts when it comes to it right like i know at least in paper limited like i, I tend to pretty much always have yeah. a usable deck with some solid with some like i i'm very good at kind of pivoting to what i see as open well i think right? i think that is kind of a um kind of a product of the way you build edhx too because when you when you build edhx you're like okay well of course i'm gonna play this card because it's great I, th I think you like you like really look for synergies and like you really try to build to those synergies in a way that uh like makes the deck greater than some of its parts which is a really good skill for limited because you like you don't just want to take uh assassinate you know because it's like a murder or whatever like you want to you want to look for cards that are like actually creating a game plan um which is i don't know kind of a tangent but i think like people uh like, people do the whole, like, A through F rankings of cards, like, at the start of the the, the season. Mm -hmm. And that really does, like, hinder, uh, like, how well you can play the format. Because, like, in your deck, like, this card that usually would be a B is maybe not as good as this other card that, like, has more synergy or whatever. But I don't know. And, yeah, that's why I really liked um, LSV's limited things like yeah, yeah, yeah. because like his like mid-range rankings like three and four and even or three and like two right mm -hmm. were the the description of that were a lot more in depth it was like okay two like it's not necessarily a bad card 
exploit, but you have to be playing a certain amount of synergy. You yeah. have to be playing a certain number. Of, like, you have to be playing cards with it to make it worth running. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know you know, any limited format with Riftwing Cloudskate is going to be good. I think that's... I mean, I'm taking that Cloudskate, man. I'm taking that card Cloudskate. That card is insane. It's so good. I mean, all of these suspend cards, actually. I mean, suspend I mean, is obviously a theme, right? We're, we're looking at a lot of, like... Well, I guess, like, not a ton, but, like, very big cube staples, like Ancestral Vision, Pact of Negation, uh, Cloudscape, Careful Consideration, like, all that just in blue. Like, these are very, these are very strong and well-known cards. It's got a very EMA feel to it. Yeah, I agree with like that. Like, they're running, yeah. running spell shapes. The funny thing, right, the Brian Elemental and Fathom Seer. Yeah, it's back. It's so funny, right? Because those were printed in the Mono Blue Commander deck products as, like, the only morph cards in the deck. <laughs> Besides, like, uh, the one that gets, like, minus... Actually, I think the, the other one that, that was printed in the Mono Blue deck is being printed in this as well. Is it a yeah. Shapeshifter? Shaper, Shaper Parasite. Yeah, Shaper Parasite. What is Shaper Parasite? Uh, when it's turned face up, target creature gets plus two, minus two, or minus two, plus two. Until oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's fun though, fun though, fun though observation. Yeah, you can you can pull off the the pickles lock in where your opponent doesn't get an untap step. Incredible. Yeah, dude. Is there something is there something that turns stuff face down? I think it's a like something with Vesuvian Vesuvian shapeshifter. There's some interaction. Uh, yeah, it, it it gives it the text at the beginning of your upkeep. You may turn this creature face down. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, dude. That's, that's old school. That's old school. Before that's before cool. you had planeswalkers, you had to do that to win a game. <laughs> like we're spiraling back in time. Hey hey. But yeah, lots okay. of lots of interesting stuff. I gotta say though, what I'm most excited from this set is the old border cards. I mean, yeah, aesthetically speaking, I I don't really care one way or another, but there are some very cool old border cards being printed, right? Mr. Confluence, obviously, oh, ten, out, oh. ten out of ten. Oh. Like that that is a card that I think was made for old border. It feels old border. Yeah, there's some art where like it feels weird putting it in old border and other where it just like fits like a glove, you know? At the exile, another great example. Yeah, yeah. I I wish they would have done the like the non promo version of like Lingering Souls and Restoration Angel, you know? But yeah. I don't know. They put the little they put the little gravestone next to Lingering Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so cool yeah. the empty throne another card that literally just looks like it was made for old border the art just fits so well i mean it is making me it is making me question should every card just be an old border should old border become the new border some say yes and by some i mean me <laughs> <laughs> i would like to see i mean I think Time Spiral... Okay, we talked about, like, an area we're not having. I think Time Spiral Remastered opens up a very interesting potential for reprint sets, right? Yeah. Where they just change the aesthetics and they reprint a bunch of cards. Yeah, I mean, which is what what the Master sets were supposed to be, but those are gone. But, like, change the aesthetics to old style, right? Like. Oh, I see. Like, Cold Snap Revised or whatever. Cold Snap Revised. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, I mean... That'd be so cool. I would, like... Man. Like... 
just you, you get to walk into an LGS. You're like, yeah, I'll draft Scourge tonight. <laughs> that just sounds so fun to me. Homelands reborn. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're, we're kind of a uh, we're kind of demonstrating why maybe we were uh, resistant to the unboundless realms. What is it? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we can, we'll put that to rest. It's they, we'll just call it Dimir. U B Ub. Okay, okay, it's UV. Why we were resistant to UV. I think I feel like we like us two, we really resonate with the like the old border aesthetic and like kind of that nostalgia thing. Nostalgia for like a time of magic that we didn't even play. But yeah, I mean I was about to say, it's so funny to think about nostalgia for a time that I did not I was like a tiny little child. Yeah. I mean I also love like they're printing cards like Paradoxical Outcome. Um, and like true name nemesis that are only played really in formats where like most of your cards are old bordered, like paradoxical outcome is like a vintage card. So I think that's cool that they're like, they're very consciously targeting like formats where, uh, where it's like people would be more prone to be into the, the old border aesthetic. I mean, it looks obviously yeah, you're right. I mean, this is just a personal thing, right? But like, the aesthetic of like old magic will always be cooler than the aesthetic of crossing IPs yeah. and like printing Rick Grimes or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> right? Like Is that his name Rick Grimes? I don't care. Don't don't Google that. Don't, don't Oh wait no no, that's the that's the Walking Dead guy. Yeah yeah. Yeah, the Walking Dead guy. Like we can have Rick. You can have Rick Grimes and Rick Sanchez. You can have a Rick deck. <laughs> partners with Rick. Car, Car or a Cavern of Souls naming Rick. <laughs> oh man, that's too much. They're human Rick. Yeah. I mean, that was the joke I made right when you were like Rick and Morty community deck. Like, like Morty. The fact that Magic had its own coherent like universe uh-huh. right designed to to a be open for infinite possibilities uh-huh yeah and be like had i mean they had books and stuff like that and like they were like they were all in on the lore it's it's, it's an attention to it's an attention to detail i mean they tried to replicate it right with like ravnica and stuff like that and like magic story uh-huh. and to some degree sometimes they succeed sometimes they failed and obviously the original lore, when you actually look at it, was a total mess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, there is just something... I, do, I don't know how they could replicate it. Well, okay, I don't want to go, like... I don't know, I don't want to go too negative. Because, like, if, uh... If instead of announcing UB, Universes Beyond, um, if instead of announcing that, they announced, like, Return to Ravnica for the Ravnikaine, like I would, I would roll my eyes at that as well. Like there is a, I feel like they have kind of tapped the well on some of the, the oh, cute lore yeah. things they can do. It's like, oh okay, like Almighty Brushwag is in Ikoria. It's like okay, don't don't do that joke again. Like it's over. Okay, like we get it, Brushwag. Um, or like the thing with Fibblethip and like totally lost and all that stuff. I mean, he's he's getting printed in Time Travel Remastered or whatever, but. Like, that joke to me is like, okay, like, you've done it. Um, it was well designed, though. I mean, the execution was good on it. It's yeah. not like an overpowered card. It yeah. makes a specific reference to it. And they have been printing. I mean, we, we, to their credit, 
the Wizards of the Coast Guard, they have been printing a lot of new locations, right? I mean... That is true, yeah. Ixalan, Ikoria, Amonkhet, Kaldheim, we're getting Strixhaven next, and stuff like that. I mean, there is well, a lot Well, okay. Of... Like, Strixhaven and Eldraine are kind of like... They're they're not wholly original, I feel like. Like, oh, a wizard school? Like, where, where did that come from, you know? Yeah, I mean, the idea of wizards... Of, of, magic people in schools it's not a, not a new concept but it is it is 100 percent is a fantasy archetype that's right? true yeah they they, they didn't announce they, uh harry potter they announced strixhaven so they announced it yeah i mean that being said i think harry potter might be inevitable at this uh, point I, man I that would not. suck yeah, that would be... I would, I would hate to get, like, Dumbledore Planeswalker. Oh, my God. I do not want to get a Vodka Dabber advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. The, okay, the, the thing that sucks is that, like, it's so, like, enticing to just think of the designs that would go with these cards. But it also just makes you roll your warrior eyes at the same time. Well, Vodka Dabber would just be murder, right? No, like, it's going to be exile. It doesn't excise, banish you. It just kills you. But it's like... It literally murders. Well, okay. There's a difference between, like, Avada Kedavra and somebody and, like, stabbing them in an alley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's is there, that... though? Is there... Okay, it would at least have to, like, not be able to be regenerated. Okay? Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Or it loses indestructible or something. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it really... It really... I mean, you really... We've done this like seven times now. Like, it, it really, it's just a rabbit hole. You can just go down it forever <laughs> and imagine the possibilities. Is Okay, is there any IP that you would be like really stoked for them to cross over with? Really stoked for them to cross over with? I feel like that's a, that's a much harder question. Because honestly, like, uh, I devote like the most of my time to this IP. So like, I don't, I don't really have like another thing that it's like, Oh, it would be great if it crossed with magic. You know, like, magic is already at the top for me. I think it's right. Maybe Star Wars? I don't know. I have other stuff that, like, I mean, that I, like, it's other, t- other content. I'm just going to call it content that I spend time on, right? Yeah. None of it would translate well to magic. And even if it did, right? Like, I don't want any of it. I'm <laughs> so yeah. okay with them being separate because the second, second you start to meld them, I think it. I think it, it's. It's not. It's not even. It's. It, it's not the fault of them designing it. I, I think it inevitably leads to kind of this constraint in design, mm-hmm. even outside of contractual obligations. Yeah, yeah. And it just. It just kind of. It. It. It matches it together. I don't think there is a way to. To do it. Yeah. I mean, if anything, like I think the Godzilla thing was actually the best way to execute it. Me too. I didn't like it. I don't like playing against Mecha Godzilla, but like. The fact that the name of the card is still on the card, you can tell what it is. They actually designed something mm-hmm. for magic and then just slapped it on as a promotional thing. Sure. That would be cool. If that yeah, was the way fine. this was being executed, I would be like I would be on board. It was like, oh cool. That's like, the thing, right? When I think about like the Lord of the Rings set, right? It's like, uh-huh. okay, we know what the creatures are gonna be. <laughs> we know some artifacts. The One Ring. Oh boy. What about the instant? Like, what kind of spells are they gonna do? Uh, meets back on the menu. <laughs> the whole point <laughs> of like, I I felt like the, the magic in Lord of the Rings, right? 
is like it's not this like you chant a spell and you cast it's like it's you you connecting to the i don't know i don't know enough of all of the wings to get into this yeah. But I think the same problem applies to Warhammer 40k. It's like, okay, you got psychic people and stuff, and you guess you got some magic or whatever, but, like, how does it translate into magic cards outside of creatures? No, there's there's going to... Okay, Simon. There's going to be, like, a card that's, like, suit up, and it's, like, target mech becomes a creature or something. And there's going to be a card that's, like... uh. I don't know, rally the orcs or whatever, and it gives all your orcs uh, plus two, plus one, and menace or something. You know, makes them faster and harder. Yeah, you know, it's uh, man, I don't know, kind of a bummer to think about, but whatever. I don't know. I gotta be real. I really like orcs in Warhammer in general. <laughs> I think the concept of like Warhammer 40k orcs is pretty hilarious. I have to admit, I'm looking forward to see how they translate it into magic cards. Because um, I don't think... I, I think they're going to be... They're ridiculous no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've explained the mechanics to you before. Do you do you, you know how orcs work in 40k? I, I remember it was just something ridiculous. Like, I they remember the specifics. They basically manifest belief, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They believe, like, red orcs are stronger, purple orcs are faster, something like that, right? <laughs> so, like, it, it's it's... Their, their technology is all based on them believing that it works. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So you their guns that, yeah. are like a pile of junk, and they're like, I shoot it. It shoots. All right, it works. And then it <laughs> dies. <laughs> Which is great. It's genius. It's, it's, it's genius. It's a genius idea. So props to Games Workshop or whatever. All right, Simon. Oh. I've got yeah. a... All right, two in a red. Okay. Instant. It's yeah. named Manifest Belief. It says target permanent becomes a copy of another target permanent until end of turn. Or or just like indefinitely. Name a card. Target yes, permanent name a card. a copy of that card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would recite, be... recite a card name, its types and subtypes, <laughs> and text and text box by memory. If you do this, do it with less than three errors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just a silver-bordered card right there, right? That is, yeah. I mean, the the line is kind of blurred, though. I mean, yeah, orcs, I mean, orcs will blur the line. I, I really do. I mean, they are, orcs would be perfectly in place, I think, with, like, um, the, the last onset. I think they really they really do fit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds to me like orcs and goblins are going to be friends. Yeah. But. I believe it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Okay. Did we ever talk about the modern bannings last week? I can't. Yeah, remember. we didn't we? Did we? I don't know. You want? I've been playing a lot of modern. You want to talk about it? I don't know. I mean, I figured you'd be in the modern guy. It's cool. It's nice to see like them finally doing what people have been kind of have known needed to happen for a while, right? Unless we did yeah. talk about it. We definitely did talk about it. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it also does kind of tie in here because uh, I mean. Like, th- there's a reason Uro got banned a couple weeks ago and not, like, a month after Theros came out. And, there- and the reason is that booster packs cost $3 and Uro is in those booster packs, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it also... Just the-, the frequent number of bannings doesn't give me a lot of faith in the idea that um, the design team is not going to print a card 
in like one of these uh, universes beyond that is unintentionally powerful and um, kind of like uh, I don't want to say auto include, but like you know what I mean, like an auto include in Commander. Yeah, and I mentioned that earlier. Right? And the thing that really was me right is like if if even if Wizard of the Coast you might get to them wishy washy on bands, the Rules Committee even more so. Yeah. Right, like yeah, nothing gets banned in Commander. Geez. Nothing gets banned in Commander, and I mean, and part that's part of the allure of it, right? It's like you build your Commander deck; it's not going to get banned out. You're not going to lose a card that's a core of it, unless you built around Paradox Engine. <laughs> Paradox Engine. Yeah. Well, I mean, there 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 are decks built around Dockside Extortionist now. I mean. Well, yeah, any deck with Dockside Extortionist is built around it because that card is incredibly. Well, busted. no, I mean like like Flicker combo decks where it's like instead of Paragon Drake, yeah, I'm playing. Uh, Oh, uh, that's... I mean, it costs three less mana. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm talking like CEDH at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Like, no, nothing ever gets banned in Commander, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, in CEDH, right, Dockside Extortion is, is much more consistent, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, that's true. That's than true. that, right? Like, I mean, to be fair, Dockside Extortion is very consistent card. Like, it's very rare, oh, unless man. someone's just played a Nevernewall's disc, that you're going to be playing... Actually, I just... I had that card played against me last night. Nev's disc or Nev's disc. I haven't seen a Nev's disc in years. See, it feels good, you know. That it rush of nostalgia. It's good <laughs> because the only cards I've played that game so far were ramp spells. There you go. Like oh, knights turn one mana crypt, uh, arcane signet, turn two another mana lock. It's like all right, well, I'm just gonna disc be over it. here with my fourteen lands. Sorry. Mm-hmm. God, Tebow is insane. Man, all right. Let me let me, like... let me blow your mind, Simon. Yeah. Actually, I've got okay. I've got two ideas that are gonna blow your mind. Okay, hit me with both of them. The first one is Old Border Dockside Extortionist. Oh, oh boy. Much needed reprint. Epic card and commander. Let's just let's just do it, Wizards. Okay. We haven't seen red yet. We haven't. We seen haven't red yet. I think it's Thank tomorrow, you. probably. Yeah. As long as the card's not playable and limited, right? Like the card is not. Well, yeah, but neither is like Vampire Hex Mage. Well, I guess that Do- one is, but Dockside Extortionist at Uncommon. Like they're putting Leyla out of the void in the set, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and Chalice. Oh man, Chalice and Limited. <laughs> I think that card sucks Unlimited. Right? It does. It'd just be so funny. He's <laughs> like, all right, turn four, Chalice on two. <laughs> nice, ch- nice. Good luck playing your Gossamer Phantasm now. Okay. My okay. my my other mind blowing idea, um, universes beyond Twitch streamers. Okay, we get uh, Hassan Piker Planeswalker. Okay, we get uh, I don't know who else is big on Twitch. XQC. We get XQC as a little goblin guy. You know, we get uh, some Minecraft YouTubers. They're dwarves. Easy, easy content, man. That's gonna be the yeah. next. That's gonna be the next crossover. I mean, a crossover with real world. Yeah. Oh my god. Think about that. What do you have like a like like a JFK yeah. versus Fidel Castro dual deck? <laughs> I was gonna say my um Heath Ledger commander deck is really gonna be insane. <laughs> Wait, is it a Heath Ledger deck or a Joker deck? It's Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> you get to you get to he's got different he's got a flip he's got a flip card, right? Oh, come on. He's got four different he's got four different activated abilities, each one Flips him into a different role <laughs> because he's a care. He was a method actor. Because it's it's built for digital too, so you can you can pull that off. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, Simon. When Heath Ledger enters the battlefield, Jokerify a target creature. Joker, target creature lives in a society. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my there is, gosh. There is so much low-hanging fruit. Like There is, yeah. The harvest is bountiful. I mean, yeah, I guess all we can do is wait and see what the harvest is. So, Yep. Yep. <laughs> and just not think about it till then, you know? Just yeah. like, it doesn't exist, so it doesn't exist. And if it doesn't, if it if it ends up ruining something you like, just play draft. <laughs> just pretend it. I, I mean, I'm going to be a denial. I think I'm not going to move past denial for a long time. Yeah, like, I'm not. De yeah. Depending on how bad this is, like... I think denial, the state of denial is where I'll be living. Yeah, I mean, unfortunate, but I don't know. That's I was fine. also, I was living in a state of denial when they, like, when Oko was taking over modern. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in an interesting way, because the creep of power level with EDH has been less, I mean, it's been noticeable, but it's been less, I think, noticeable than, like, constructed formats. Well, there's, just, there's just no, there's no data on it. Well, there's, no there's no data, but also I think like formats where you have multiples of a card. Yeah, that's like, true. You play against those cards a lot more. It's just it's just a, it's a it's a matter of fact, right? Yeah. Like Earl, like you every league you're gonna play against them. It's fun inevitable. Fun fact, Simon. Yeah. What for the entirety that Uro was legal and modern, I never had a copy resolve against me. Really? Yeah. Thoughtseize and Silver Nile, man, get that boy in check. <laughs> Good combo. Yeah. So hey, maybe oh, maybe maybe that's the silver lining. You can just thought seize their uh their Rick and then uh stubborn Isle their Morty, you know? I, let me tell you, <laughs> I look forward to mental misstepping the one ring. Oh. You think it's just gonna be Soul Ring? I, it should be. It should be Soul Ring. Like it's, legendary it, Soul Ring? No, not it's just okay. The reserve list, right? Sure. No, you're gonna. No, no, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not gonna reproduce it. This Craig's. No, they can't. No, they can't do they, that. They, why? Okay, if money is the priority, right? I'm still not sure why the reserve list still exists. Like people say, it's like a fear of like uh, legal repercussions from c collectors and stuff like that. Yeah. But the reality is, they could print a reserve list reprint set. With like a bunch of like crappy homelands cards and then like actually a couple good cards mm -hmm. and charge four times the price for it and it would sell like hotcakes i think okay i think at this point it's not really about the like legal costs or whatever i think it's literally just that it's not good for you as a brand to have a huge lawsuit in your name where you like contradicted something you promised your players like i think that's the that's the beginning and end of it like the pro it's not a promise to players it's a promise to fucking people treating magic the gathering like a stock market i mean i i agree with you i'm just i'm talking about like from yeah, Wizards, I hear what yeah. you're saying i feel like but companies nowadays right are realizing that any press is good news is good press any exposure is good pro exposure. maybe yeah maybe i wonder if it's possible that wizards <laughs> of the coast will will make that plunge at some point in the future because they're showing that like a lot of the long-standing norms and magic are being kind of removed right mm -hmm. and maybe they weren't norms because they were expected because they were like set in stone that way but just that's just the way it was but it will be interesting just to me to see if they actually at long last i mean it seems it's, it seems so copium right <laughs> saying this like how they're gonna do it 
But it does feel to me like they are pushing the boundaries of what they're willing to print. They, one could say, they're pushing the boundaries beyond our universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call me spiteful, but if the person who bought out Wheel of Fortune loses a couple hundred thousand dollars as a result or whatever, yeah. That's well deserved. If you're I mean, hoarding yeah. pieces of cardboard and expecting to retire off them, like, congratulations, you've somehow managed to be worse than landlords. <laughs> okay. And that on that note... That might be going a little high. Let's end on something positive. The art for Walk the Aeon, <laughs> one of my favorite magic arts of all time. What's your favorite, favorite art in Time Spiral Remastered? All right. I mean, dude... That ponder looks really good, I gotta say. Yeah, the triple ponder. I oh. the the one I'm actually most excited for, Thraben Inspector. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, I love that card so much. They're dude. printing it for Daniel. I, I yeah, in the old border. Oh, Chef's kiss, Chef's kiss. But yeah, oh. this has been uh, episode twelve of the Many Guys podcast. Uh, yeah. I'm Daniel. That's Simon. See you next time. That's me. Yeah, see you next time. <laughs>